bringing you the best music. It's the Chris Sherlock Show. I am joined by Ushin Brown. He is a fellow Galway head and he's also a singer, songwriter and author. And he's in studio to tell me basically how all this started for him. Ushin, you're very welcome to the studio. I hope you're well and happy. Everything's going very well, thanks, uh, Chris. Really delighted to be here. Now, you're, as I said there, you're a fellow Galway head. So tell us about yourself. And I, I hear you're also a bin man as well to start off. Many years ago, you started off in this. Yeah, a bit of background, I, I suppose. Uh, I started off, I came back from studying fine art in Sligo in 97. And a year later, I found myself, I found myself working in the back of a bin truck um, for the City Bin Company. Uh, and I'm still in the City Bin Company, not on okay. the back of the bin truck, but I'm still there. Yeah. Uh, but all through this, you know, I never lost the creative grow. Um, I've been always, if I'm not painting, I was always doing music, writing books, mm. uh, wrote for the Galway Advertiser, writing poems, uh, writing songs. Uh, there's always been that element of expression. Mm. Uh, so I, I think the first time it would have come out of me public was in the early noughties I would have had a band in Galway and we would have played around it, it was short lived right, okay. I discovered I discovered I could write songs I discovered I was blessed with a voice it just wasn't a voice for singing right okay uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you there trust me why do you think I'm doing radio <laughs> no you got it you got it um, from there um, later on the music came back I wrote a song with my brother we asked John Gotten to sing um, he, he did uh, he did uh, was it the voice of the X Factor he did years ago I, th- I think it was yeah. probably the, the Irish version yeah, the Irish yeah. version of the voice of something, yeah. and we asked him to sing the song and we put all the royalties we gave everything the rights of the song to Hand in Hand Charity at the time and uh, that song went to number 19 in the charts I think it was 2011 it was great wow. fun and then back to the bins and back to the recycling. <laughs> but always always working away in terms of creativity. The next bit of creativity for me was writing a, um, a column for the Galway Advertiser in the business section called Drop the Monkey Business. All right, okay. Which I did for maybe three years. I loved it. Yeah. And it was just the whole idea was to write a bit of positivity uh, within the confines of business to inspire people in businesses because sure. we were just after the downturn and everyone was feeling a bit gloomy and a lot of what you read was gloomy so my whole idea just write something positive positive. Right. Uh, and that's the, the, you've done two books to date on the, the Bin Min's Guide yeah. so that's what this, this well, is what the start of the book that was the starting of it in the sense that got me writing it and realising how much I could write and, and it, it probably trained me uh, mm. how to write uh, and then in 2013 I released my first book which was the bin man's guide to selling um and this isn't a process book this is really about yourself and how you need to be in and you know it it tells you in in terms of selling Mm. you know not to be desperate to be yourself yeah uh to 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 respect the responses to these these simple things that that i think we all know um the book went very well it went to number five on amazon all over the world uh it got really great reviews and uh three years later i had another book called the bin man's guide to marketing okay that went to number one in amazon all over the world great uh response i have a third book uh ready uh i was going to put out the third book this november but this song we'll talk about later got in the way so that book is called the bin man's guide to amazing service 
and we'll probably see that uh, launched here in Charlie Burns probably in February. All right, and that's 2020. Without actually giving away Anton from the, the Bin Man's Guide, what is your actual brief guide of... It's got to do around the marketing and the plugin. So the, the way, yeah, the way I look at the at the books, it's a collective. It's three yeah. books so far. Uh, one is on selling, marketing, and customer service, amazing service, and they're pillars of business that I've learned uh, working within the City Bin Company. Right. Um, and it's really a great book to give to someone starting off their own business or mm. a team of people who who are starting off and they just want, are you starting off in a new job or you're just out of college? Of course, yeah. Uh, and it just gives you grounding uh, from the perspective of someone who's worked in yeah. industry yeah. Uh, for the last 20 years. So I mightn't have come up through the academic, mm. but I've given yeah. it from a different angle. And, and have you documented like your, your rises and your falls, your setbacks? Or, no, or? So, so the book is really a collection. You know, it's really a collection of short, bullet points it's not a story okay. you can open this on any page you'll open it on one page and it, it, it might say there's a chapter in it called don't drop your trousers and there's all that okay. means is don't drop your price when you put value okay. on yourself right okay. you, know, you might open another uh page and it might be called does your mother get it and okay. the whole idea of that is if your mother doesn't get it who's going to get it you know especially yeah, yeah. in marketing so you're your strongest advocate and sometimes your strongest uh, uh I, I like that style it, it, it bring it brings it, it it's basic writing probably from your perspective but it's it, yeah. it, it it's relatable for the readers more than anything else and, and, and it's short and like you said you can pick it up that's what i love about books and uh, it's funny that you should mention slightly earlier on as well when you were talking about your writing that you we have we have similar paths, you and I, because I actually used to deliver the Galway advertiser. It was my first paper. I, yeah, I did too. Yeah, 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 yeah. All those years ago. I know it's changed now, but boy, getting up early in the morning yeah. before school is what I had to do and go out in hail, rain, sneak, yeah. snow. And it wasn't the glamorous of jobs, I can yeah. put it that way. But, you know, th there was a satisfaction in, in getting it, it done. Yeah. And, and you got paid and you learned to appreciate. Of course, uh, yeah. Your own earnings. The the books really, you know, as well, they're called the Bim Man's Guide to mm -hmm. Selling, Bim Man's Guide to Marketing, Bim Man's Guide to Amazing Service. The idea is, for me, I'm not a fan of these uh, books written by gurus or, and I was mm -hmm. going, well, you know, I want Chris to read a book that's written by the guy he'd go for uh, a pint with or a coffee with. Who's that? That's the Bim Man, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and have that relationship with the reader. And, and it's important. I, I agree with that 100% because sometimes books can get too technical and they're just thrown aside yeah. and it just goes down a whole different road. You've kept out in writing because you're also a part of a guest co-writer in the Mental Health for Nenian series with Book Up Publishing. Now, these are phenomenal books. We've done many a chats Absolutely, with yeah. a lot of guest publishers for this book. Your stories and your... Uh, I, I love reading your chapters because, again, we're very relatable on this. The first one you've done for volume two was regarding music. And here we'll be holding a radio yes. studio, you know, we're playing music and we'll be playing all sorts of different styles. Tell us a bit about your chapters from uh, volume two. First of all, it was an honour and I was delighted to be asked uh, to contribute to this because I think it's very important. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not a millennium, but yeah. I feel I'm just maybe a few steps ahead to give my take to someone that if I can help them. And oftentimes the basis of my chapter is, you know, mm. Music gets us through the day. If you're having a bad day, put on the cans, the headphones. Sure. You know, if it's anger, you need it to tune in. When I, well, you know, if, if I go back, uh, if I go back to when I was 20, 
Mm. I was part of that moment where the grunge scene was out in Soundgarden and Nirvana and mm -hmm. there's great angst in some of that music. It helps you get your emotion out and it helps you get even happiness and other feelings out. Maybe people that were listening to you listening to this music thought, this guy's crazy. Yeah, sure. But it's an expression and we don't do it enough. Uh, a lot of the music nowadays, it's very fast content that you yeah, don't... Yeah, remixed to the last as well. And it's not even that. The, the listener doesn't take it into their soul and let, mm. it, let it sit there, you know. Uh, when I was a teenager, you know, I had one band. It was The Doors or R.E.M. And, yeah. and, you, and you soaked it in and you soaked every emotion. That helped you build your foundation of emotions through listening to that music yeah. and buying into it, you know. Um but the chapter very much is all about, you know what, listen, no matter where you are, yeah. let the music be your friend. And that's the important thing, yeah. Really listen to it. And it's a switch off. Sometimes we got to switch off, go for a walk, put on our headphones and just listen to the music. Yeah. I, I'm with you there. Yeah, I do yeah. that. Uh, many, many, many years ago, um, I, I, was, I was a little bit overweight, let's say. And um, I went off walking just to lose the weight. And I know that this is going to touch on another one of your uh, chapters in the volume, volume three book. But I just went walking and I, I said I needed to lose the bit of weight yeah. that I had on. And I needed something as a distraction. And I basically put on the, the music. I had one of the small MP3s. They're completely different now to what they were yeah. back then. But I went out walking the prom, doing this, doing that. Yeah. And. The mu just lost myself in walking and music. Yeah. They were the two things. It was the best thing to help me get through any diets or any yeah. any problems that were there. I got out in the world. Bringing us into the volume three chapter of the mental health from Daniel's book, you you decided to do something similar. So yeah. I love this story because we I, yeah. I, we we first met not so long back at our mental health from Daniel's launch. Um, so tell us this story. This is absolutely brilliant. So, I mean, th this is truth, and you know when I spoke up, I didn't have any slides, and I spoke from the heart. I told. Yeah. Uh, everyone what happened and I, I think a lot of the listeners were, will relate were just soaked up one evening I got home from work and I had the laptop open had the uh, phone on looking at Twitter feeds I had my um, television on with Netflix and then just in case I missed Anthony I had the iPad over here and to top it all I had a slice of toast on top of me a cup of tea a Kit Kat just in case there was a bit of tea left after I finished the toast <laughs> and uh but this was normal for me. It was this this normal, uh, what I would call chaos of doing nothing, you know? Sure, yeah. um, That we all, I think 90% of people can put up their hand and go, yeah, I, I get caught up in that, you know? And the doorbell rang and, oh my God, within, within five seconds, the place was like a war zone. The tea <laughs> went everywhere, toast went everywhere, computer everywhere, everything. I was, the, the sitting room was a disaster. By the time I got the towels to clean it up, out to answer the door, the guy had gone, but there was a leaflet from a politician there. Of course, but it was just one of them moments uh, of uh, it was like an invisible kick in the ass that just said, "What's going on?" Yeah, I put on my shoes, I started walking, and I I was in Well Park, walked uh, down Lochatolia, past the docks, uh, out towards Sawtill, kicked the wall, up Treadneal Road, right. kept going down to Newcastle. Uh, and back over the bridge. Uh, in the end of it, I did 10 kilometres. Right. And I, I tell you something. That night, I, I had the best sleep ever. I woke up fresh as a daisy. And I decided, you know what? I'm going to do that every day for the month of May. And I did. I mean, like, we, we were talking 330 kilometres later. That's what I did. 
Um, it was something I did for myself. I didn't post it on social media. I didn't tell anyone. I just did it. Yeah. And every month I do something for myself. Yeah, you see, so you have an array of stuff that you were doing. You were doing. Yeah. So what I've done is, you know, it's like having. It's great. It's like having a box of hobbies that, that you can tap into, and there's no long term commitment. You just do it for the month, and and sometimes it works, and sometimes mm. uh, you don't. And I was saying to you, the whole idea of this is when you meet me in twelve months' time, and you say, "Well, how are things?" I can turn around and say, "Well, you know what? I've had twelve successes because even the failures are successes." True, yeah, yeah. Because you've made an attempt at it. You gave it the bash and uh, let it works out, yeah. Look, I had one month where I tried skipping. It didn't go too well, but <laughs> I still did it. Great, you know? yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's in the book, uh, you yeah. know, and I'm always saying, you know, it's, it's kind of in, in the sense of you often hear people having a book list. No, have your now list. Have, have the things you're going to do. Give yourself a month to do it. Yeah. Uh, and when you see that the end game is only 30 days away, it's easier to commit to it. Yeah. And what you'll find from doing it, I had months where I only drank herbal tea instead of drinking uh, any coffees or uh, what you'll find, you'll find you, you don't stop doing these things. I still go for a walk every now and then. I had a month where I just read books and a lot of books and I still pick up a book. It just kind of adjusted to your lifestyle yeah. a bit. Uh, it, it certainly put my happiness needle up a bit and made me grounded. Sure. So I, like I don't wallow in that moment where I have 10 gadgets on top of me f- just to occupy me while I'm doing yeah. nothing. Yeah, it's bringing it back to basics yeah. of, of learning, getting engaged. And you're all, like you said, you're trying out different stuff, whether whether it's herbal teas, the different foods. A, you, you can start that yeah. small. Make up your own list, you know, yeah. uh, and it's a great way to get new hobbies. Yeah, very good. I have to say hats off to you for doing that because that is absolutely, it's amazing. And for more information on what you've done, stuff they can read in the books and stuff like that, which is available through Book Hub Publishing. And if you're if you're looking for the Bin Man's Guides books, they're available on Amazon. Amazon. Now, I want to come to you back to the songwriting stuff. This, yes. the, the, this is going to be one of the first uh, Christmas songs played on the stage and played on the show. It's um, played in Ireland. So it, it's called 100 Christmas Kisses. And it's written by yourself and it's uh, sang by the beautiful Nikki Connolly. Correct. She is from Nashville Correct. in the US. Tell us a bit about getting this song together. All right. So I, I'll give you, first of all, a, a tiny background. I've always been into music, always wrote music. Yeah. And I'd have periods where I'd stop and start. And I yeah. when I was in the books, I was in the books. So I was out in Dubai for three years working out there. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to send my wife, Ava, my children, Manny, and Elena, they're uh, seven and nine, okay. some presents. But whatever way the timing was working out, they weren't going to get the presents on, on time. And this oh is no. Christmas. And okay. it's, uh, I was just going, oh, no, what do I do? But I, and again, you know, um, being a writer, I, I wrote down this song. Uh, it was originally uh, actually called 100 Emoji Kisses because I was thinking of the uh, messages you send someone with a... Emoji kisses, you know. Yeah, yeah, of course. And then it turned into, uh, morphed into 100 Christmas kisses. And I literally got a guitar, sang it into my phone, and on Christmas morning, sent it to them. I said, here's your gift for now. Okay. And the other gifts are on the way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so fast forward, I'm in France, and I'm going for a pizza, and I see this guy come in, coming before me. And one thing I do, and I'd say to your listeners, you know what? Always do this. I've always... If I'm at a conference or in a room, mm-hmm. I don't go to where the crowd is. I go to the guy that's on his own and right. I introduce myself. And I seen this guy on his own just in the corner and I went over to him, put out my hand, shook my hand and said, I'm Machine. Do you fancy a bit of grub? 
and we went for lunch. Turns out uh, his name is Roger Ryan, lovely guy. He's Grammy-nominated, Dove winner, uh, Juno winner, award winner. Used, wow. to, play, used to play piano at Whitney yeah. Houston. Fantastic. Um, and Kenny Rogers, array of other well-known um, artists. And we were chatting, and he said, are you writing? I said, I write books. He said, do you write songs? I said, I used to, but I suppose I wrote one for my kids last Christmas. He said, can I hear it? And I was like, anyone, you're kind of a bit... Uh, yeah, apprehensive about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I was, but anyways, I sent it to him. A few weeks later, he sent back, said, uh, I'd, like to, I'd like to record this for one of my singers. She heard it, and she thinks it's great. You, you know what, Chris? If you tried hard to make this happen, it wouldn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, this, this, this is it, like... Uh, you know, but at the same time, I've been doing this for 20 years, writing songs and Trying being in, in these places. And that yeah. was a music conference I was at. So the chances mm-hmm. of me meeting someone like that, uh, the odds are higher. But it's how I interact with people and be open to meet people. Yeah. So this came about through that. Nikki sang it. I loved it. Loved what she did with it. She kept the essence. This yeah. is like for me, this was written for my children yeah. and my family. And it's about what Christmas is about. It's about that time of loving. Uh, the gifts are the kisses as opposed to gifts. And yeah. the gifts are uh, the, the people that you, you want to be around. And it's a nice pop song. I think it's time for new pop songs because I, think, course, yeah. I think a lot of the, the, the Christmas songs that we listen to at Christmas, they're brilliant. They're fabulous. I have my favorites. But you don't see as much new yeah, it, it, it's kind of it's Sounds kind of faded true. out a bit, or else they're remade and, yeah. and they're they're resung and stuff. And I noticed that over the last yeah. few years that we need a lot more Christmas songs to be released. Yeah. And a great thing about uh, Nikki is when Nikki heard this, she rang me up and she said, "I love this song, and one of the reasons I love it is my father passed away uh, a while back, and it just when I sang it, I thought, and I knew your story. I just thought, what I wouldn't give to get a kiss from my father." And like the heartstrings just went on of me. Of course, yeah. Even uh, mine are going on getting goosebumps. You know, uh, but when you know that that energy that's behind it, and Nikki used to be a backing singer for Donna Summer, so oh, yeah. I mean she's a, she's a pro, and she was just in that moment where she wants to step from, uh, I suppose, uh, backstage to centre stage. To, to and, the, yeah, being the limelight out for and a change. She, she's taking this. Yeah, I, I just see here that she is a part of a musical family, and she began singing in in a church. So. Her, which you'll hear in a few minutes, folks. Her voice is phenomenal, and what a great way to kick off this yeah. the, uh, Christmas period. And I, I know she was very enthusiastic about it from the very start of when she heard it, and she had to get it done. Do you think that you'll write more Christmas songs out after? So I, I write songs regularly, right. and I always write the song type of songs. I write. I write novelty songs. I have a birthday song. I have a Christmas <laughs> song. Uh, I write songs that are positive with positive messages uh, and the answer is yes because since this has happened um, Nikki recorded that in June okay. I've been writing with some other artists on this label I've been writing also with artists on other labels I've six songs done with Maya Maria so she would be Britney Spears uh, one of Britney Spears' main songwriters okay. who I met in Barcelona again wow, okay. uh, uh, another do I know you from somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what what happens is then online makes it so accessible because I can write a bit of piano or guitar, mm. send it to them, they'll do a, a top line on the vocal and send it back and forth. Uh, you know, where once upon a time, you know, everyone had to be in the same room. Then. This is it. Like, yeah, it's... But you know, now, what we can do in this day and age... And what I noticed about uh, the song as well, uh, of 100 Christmas Kisses, 
it's interesting that it starts with the chorus. Not many songs start that way. Yeah. So it's it, 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 it's a it's a little bit of a signature stamp, I think, for you. If if you no, you don't have to have every song starting off like this. But if you have certain songs, it's like your little personal stamp. Yeah, yeah. To you know, in the songwriter world, it, it, it's. I could write a song about you here uh, in the radio station. No <laughs> oh, problem. God. <laughs> uh, and, and it's what's around me and you try to be honest and yeah. keep them simple. So the Christmas song is an example. You know, I have another song called Cut the Cake. It's a birthday song. And I love songwriting with people. I fly to Italy to, to write. I'll fly to Barcelona. I'll, you know, yeah, I do That's a certain amount online, but it's just to, to get them right with people. You never know if something comes of it, but uh, I'll, I'll keep the... Uh, Job on the bins, just in case, <laughs> just in uh, case. It, all, it, it all goes pear-shaped. <laughs> but no, listen, Ocean, I wish you the best of luck with the song. Um, I know there's a video that was just released a few days yeah, ago a, for the video, yeah, so it's, it's up on well. it's up on YouTube. It, it's seen that uh, it's been added to so many playlists mm. uh, on Spotify. It's been playlisted on a lot of radios in Germany, UK, and the States. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, you will be the champion of. Uh, <laughs> Of Ireland. <laughs> For the first time on Flirt FM and on the podcast, Chris Sherlock on the Wireless, it's 100 Christmas Kisses written by Oshin Brown and performed by Nikki Connolly. Thanks for coming in, Oshin. I wish you best of luck and we'll chat to you soon. 100 Christmas Kisses. Christmas kisses Whoa.